Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer, so I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually... Actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince. But it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie. Also from Quince. Ooh, mm-hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic, whether it's winter toot, or, toot, Kate. or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I here am Dori Shafrir. Wow, what a gentle, gentle introduction. I'm Kate Spencer. Yes, you are. We're not experts. Nope, nope, nope. Just two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be talking about some serum adjacent things today. Oh, we're going to get right into serums-ish. Ish. Serums-ish. I will say I didn't purchase any serums. Well, that's why I said serums adjacent. Serums adjacent. Yeah. Sajacent. Sajacent. Sir-jacent. Sir-jacent. Mm-hmm. How's it going? I'm, I, I mean, I'm ready to dive into serums. Okay. We well, should tell everyone what we're going to dive into. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes. We <laughs> we made some purchases at Yield Sephora sale. Yep. And also, I'm pleased to make the first ever I bought expensive skin cream announcement here on Forever 35. We're ready for it. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I bought expensive skin cream. Agostinus Botter. Uh-huh. The Rich Cream. Uh-huh. For those of us who are not familiar with this cream, I know you you touched on it in a prior episode, but let's give everyone a recap. Here's the backstory. I've, I've seen write-ups about this cream. 
you know, on your usual spots around the internet. And it's a it's a new cream, right? I would it's say been around for like last, a year and a half. Yes. Okay. And I, I also think it first also kind of came to my attention because Eva Chen mentioned it. Uh-huh. When we interviewed her. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh. Okay. My ears perked up a bit. Then a few people in my life revealed that they have been using it and have felt it to be life changing. Mm-hmm. And so again, I was like, oh, okay, a life change. You know, you know how it is. Your ears start mm-hmm. getting warm. Mm-hmm. And then you feel you start to feel like you're seeing it everywhere. Yes. And then and then you Google it and you read like 8 yeah. million, mm-hmm. you know, website, fashion website articles about it. I've done this with products before. Then you then you go and look to buy it and then you see what it costs and you're I like, I feel like you ha, had ha, a similar ha. experience with Vintner's Daughter. Which I use and like. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm just... Maybe I'm, you're fancy. Maybe I'm just fancy. I mean... <laughs> maybe I'm the posh spice of this band that we're in. What am I? The scary spice? <laughs> I mean, that's possible in some Sporty? instances. No. Who would you be? Ginger? Baby? No. Baby. <laughs> Which Spice Girl are you? Which Spice Girl? Take that old our quiz. quiz from 1997. <laughs> so look, I said to you, hey, Dory, what if I tried this cream for the sake of the pod? Because the way the cream works, it's created by a German professor. Mm-hmm. I mean, love so, the backstory. So the story of the cream, you're of course like, oh, a German professor created a cream for people um, dealing with uh, burn wounds, mm-hmm. which again... That's the origin story. So it's intriguing. So I said, hey, what if I bought this for the podcast? For the pod as research. For the listeners. Yeah, not for me. (laughs) No. Not because I want to try an expensive product. But the Listeners, Kate is doing this for you. The sacrifice (laughs) I am making. Uh, So look. And I said, go ahead. But with a caveat. But... I'm going to put a caveat on this, which is you must take a photo of yourself every day that you're using the cream because you're supposed to use the cream and only the cream for 27 days. This is true. And I cleaned out all my products last night. It was actually kind of nice. I just had face wash and this cream and like my sunscreen and contact solution in my cabinet. Like, what a relief. This is exciting. Wait, so have you started? I started it last night. I haven't seen a picture. Well, okay, I took one. I took one pre-putting it on. And then I haven't done my, like, round today. Okay. So don't worry. All right. Coach. <laughs> but I will say, Dory, I did post a picture of myself in a Facebook group, one of our mom Facebook mm, groups today. Mm-hmm. And a friend was like, your skin looks amazing. So, I don't know. I mean. Do you want to look different to you? I'm glowing. I don't. I don't want to be a skeptic about this. Oh, you I want to be. believe in the power of the... How much is it, Kate? Oh, Dory, it's too much. Uh, one bottle that... The bottle that I bought, which is supposed to last 27 days. Sure. Costs $165. Wow. That's a spicy meatball. Dory. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, it's not something. Look, if we did not have a skincare podcast right. and some shared funds stashed away mm-hmm. where we can like try yeah, products out, sl- just say it. We have a slush fund. We have a slush fund for products. Mm-hmm. Like I would not buy this yes. of my own accord. But it is a fun conversation topic on totally. the skincare podcast. What I was going to say is, I feel like your skin has looked great, like 
for a long time. I'm feeling good. So while I want to believe in the power of this cream, this is why I asked you to take a photo every day. You want the proof. Because I want the proof. You're an investigative journalist. Look, (laughs) as one of my favorite contestants on the Australian reality show Instant Hotel like to say. Oh my gosh, this went so far already. (laughs) The devil's in the details. (laughs) Yep. He coined that phrase. He made that up. (laughs) Yep. So I'm going to take a photo every day. And look, I don't think magic is going to happen. But it might. But have you ever tried a buzzed about product where you read like 50 articles? It's like, I know, you know, the the article's like, this changed my life and celebrities swear by it. And then you try it and it doesn't do anything like. Yes, but I've also had the experience where something does do something. Like when I tried Biologique Recherche P50. Your sweet, sweet baby. Which I've not used in quite some time because of pregnancy and childbirth and um, and nursing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though it's probably fine and I'm being like super paranoid. Um, but that I do think is like a pretty amazing product, but yes, I hear you because you know what you don't see when these celebrities are like, I tried this Augustinus butter cream and look how amazing my skin is, is like, they also have like meals delivered to their house. They have a personal trainer. They like facials every week, facials every week, they lasers Yes. Everywhere. So it's just like, okay, yes, the cream is great, but like you also have so much else going on that is making your skin look amazing. Yeah. Probably getting, you know, fillers, Botox, like, which is fine, but like, don't just all say it's the cream. It's like when, it's like when celebrities are like, I just, you know, I just do yoga and that's how I look like this. Right. Right. And you're like, come on. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. Wow, you just stepped on there. I like it. You are <laughs> spicy today. I'm spicy You're spice. You're spicy spice. <laughs> so that was my big purchase. But then there was a Sephora sale very recently. Yes. And, and, a- and we should tell people that I had been sort of off the pro- the new product train for quite some time. Very off of it. Yeah. I was just like, I like what I like. I don't have the time or the energy to start exploring new products and then the sephora sale just reeled me in and i was like you know what i do have a self-care slash skincare podcast i might as well buy some stuff and check it out for the sake of the listeners that's right you didn't do it for yourself you did did it just for this podcast for the listeners yeah um do you and then and then you bought some stuff too. i squeaked in at the last you sure did but you know what happened i squeaked in on the last day at like 11 p.m and then i forgot to use the code for 15% off. Oh my God. Has that ever happened to you where you're like, I'm going to make this big purchase because of a code and then you forget to use it? Yeah. I had a meltdown. So I emailed Sephora through their customer service link and the next morning I got the nicest reply from the person who was like, we can't add the, from a customer sales rep who said, we can't add the code to your purchase because the right. purchase is it's, already in the system. Done. So they added the equivalent of what 15% off would be to my purchase, uh, 15% off of my purchase to the, to my account. That's awesome. So now I just have this money sitting in my account that never expires that I can use. And I thought that was a very positive customer Thank service experience. You, Again, not a sponsor of this podcast. No, just, we're just fans. Just fans. So what did you buy in this rebellious <laughs> purchase plunge that All you right. took? Let me break it down for you. 
So I started with not one, but two bottles. Bottles? Can, what are they? Jars? No, not jars. Jugs. Containers? Pieces of <laughs> Super Goop Unseen Sunscreen. Bottles. Yeah, but it comes in like a squeezy a thing. thing. A tube. A tube. That's that the word you're looking word for? That's the word I was looking for. A tube. Not jug. Thank you. No, not a jug. Um, I really like the sunscreen. It goes on so smoothly. It is unseen. It blends in really nicely. I use it on my arms. And now I'm keeping a tube, a tube of it on my bathroom counter. So I remember to put it on my arms and hands. Do you put it on your face as well? I, I still use the Biore Japanese sunscreen on oh, my face. Oh, interesting. Okay. Which you cannot get at Sephora's. Um, so I, I bought two of those. I also decided that I was going to do a little experiment with micellar water. Mm, controversial. Um, so what I did was I bought three different ones. One by Caudalie, one by Tarte, and one by Primera, which I learned is owned by Amore Pacific. Intriguing. Mm-hmm. It's like they're you know, cheaper, clean brand. Oh, interesting. So you're having, it's like America's test kitchen, but Dory's test kitchen. For Tori's, Dory's test bathroom. Test bathroom. <laughs> For micellar oh, water. Micellar water. Mm-hmm. What made you decide to go deep on micellar water? Well, I was out of my micellar water, which I didn't, you know, all micellar waters are not created equal. No, I have a very deep preference for the biodermal. I one. know, which they don't sell at Sephora. No. Um, and I had been sort of dabbling. I have a I have a travel size of the Bioderma that I do really like. Um, I've also really liked Simple. I've tried, the most recent one I tried was La Roche-Posay. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it. I didn't love the scent. Um, I've also tried number seven, Boots number seven, micellar water, which was fine. Um, and I just thought, you know what? Let's mix it up. So I bought these three. Last night I used the Primera. I liked it. It's a chamomile micellar cleansing water. Oh, that sounds nice. It. Yeah, it, was, it did feel really nice. So I'll, I'll report back on all of those. Um, the other thing that I was out of was a, a day cream. And I like to use like a lightweight gel moisturizer. I had been using the Tarte Water Gel Essence Moisturizer. Um and when I went, I was like, I like this. Yes. Tart water gel essence? Sorry. Tatcha. Oh, there Tatcha. we go. Tatcha. Tatcha water gel essence, um, which I liked. I mean, I liked it enough. I think I recommended it in a newsletter. Um, but I was like, you know, all things being equal, I do think I like the Biosance Squalane and Probiotic Gel Moisturizer just a little better. And then you know what? When I went on to Sephora, the Tatcha was not being sold anymore. Mysterious. Which was odd. So I bought another thing of the Biosance. And then I thought, you know what? Let me try this other one by Origins called Jin Zing Oil-Free Energy Boosting Gel Moisturizer, which, which also comes in a mini version, which I like because I could just sort of try it out. Um, and you got the mini. I got the mini. I tried that this morning. It smells kind of orangey. It's a little thicker than I was expecting, um, but a nice consistency, a nice texture, very smooth. Um, so 
I like it so far. I mean, I've used it one day, so we'll see. Um, and then I got another one of my Bare Minerals Primetime Eyelid Primer, which is my fave. That's an old hat But for what's you. so funny is I realize I always stock up on it during the sales. And I don't wear as much makeup as I used to. So I went into the drawer that I keep like all my extra stuff, like my stockpiles. And I ha- I already had two. Oh my gosh. In there. So I now have three. So I need to like remind myself that next time the sale comes around, I don't need to buy eyelid primer. Or you could return this one if you so Interesting. choose. Interesting. I had not thought it's of It's not going to be open. You can bring it right You're back. Right. I might do that. Okay. And then I stocked up on the Caudalie Hand and Nail Cream. which is another fave. I like to keep like one next to my bed, one in my bathroom, one in my bag, just have hand cream everywhere. Sure. And then I also got the Fenty Gloss Balm Universal Lip Luminizer in Fussy. That is a great color. Which I had gifted to you at one point. Thank you. You're so welcome. Um, and, And I got the... This is this is out of left field. I don't think you're going to be expecting this. I'm holding, literally holding onto the table. I got the It Cosmetics Bye Bye Under Eye Concealer. I, what what was going on when this purchase was made? You so, were just throwing caution to the wind. I sure was. So, as listeners may recall, I had attempted to buy this before and bought the wrong shade. That's right. Okay. And kept forgetting to return it. And then I was like, I don't know if I like the consistency this is not for me. And then I bought some Laura Mercier that I really liked. And then I was like, maybe I'll buy this again. But I was like, you know what? Let me give it cosmetics another try. So here we are. And I bought the light beige color, which I think is more appropriate for me. So I'm excited for that. And then the final thing I bought was cocoa floss. Oh, mm-hmm. flossing's become a hot topic on Forever hot 35. Topic. Now I used it last night. <gasps> So you've already received these yes. products? Oh, oh that's my. right. Because you said you tried the micellar water. Oh, yes. you used the cocoa floss? Yes. Okay, I'm ready for my mind to be blown. And? I liked it. It got, like, I, my front teeth, my bottom front teeth are a little crooked. Uh-huh. And it got kind of caught in one of my teeth. Okay, this happened to me last night, too, but not with cocoa floss. And I feel like it, like, hit a nerve or something. Like, it kind of hurt. And I was like, huh, okay, I'm going to give this another shot. But it was, it was... I, I don't know what I was expecting. I mean, it's floss. I like, know. I know. The way it's been positioned. The way you think it's, it's been positioned. Be like I mean. Gliding through your teeth. Yes. Yeah. I'm still going to use it, but jury's still out. Okay. So we had a dental hygienist who actually emailed us and said a line that is now resonating me, which is the best floss for you to use is whatever floss you're already using. Uh huh. And I was Whoa. like, oh, they're right. It's not the floss, it's the act of flossing. Totally. Oh, wait. And I just need to mention one more thing that I got with my points. Go on. Which is a sil- silk pillowcase that Sephora was, was offering for 750 points. What a score. And since I hoard my points, I was able to get it. Now, I received this pillowcase. It is not real silk. Oh. And it doesn't have a materials tag, which is weird. So I don't know how to wash it either. I guess I'll just hand wash it. Um, But yeah, I'm very doubtful that it is actually silk, but it is very smooth and silky. Okay. 
I saw a friend yesterday and we were chatting about a lot about skincare and, and she was like, you sleep with, I mean, you know, like a slow pillowcase. And I was like, no, I've never tried it. And she was like, what? <laughs> and she said, not only for your hair, does she like it, but also for your products, mm. like your face products. Cause a, a standard cotton or linen pillowcase, the products just soak into the pillowcase, yeah. which I didn't even think about. I could about. see that. So now I really, so anyway, so that's, that's what I got. And I'm excited to report back. No, keep testing it up. Keep mixing it up in your bathroom. Yeah, for oh, of of course. Yes. What about you? What did you get? So, as mentioned, I hopped in at the last minute. Sure did. Got in under the wire. Honestly, you mentioning to me that you bought stuff, I was like, I got to do it. (laughs) Oh no, I was a bad influence. Kind of were because (laughs) then I went for it. I I too bought cocoa floss Mm -hmm. because so many listeners had emailed about cocoa floss that I just you know I had to do it. I also bought the Super Goop Unseen Sunscreen. Now I used it before? No, I'm doing my own sunscreen experiment. Ooh. Because in the last Sephora sale, I bought Kula Full Spectrum 360 Sun Silk Drops, which are what I'm using on my face. And I love them. So I bought another jar container. And now tube? I'm stumped. It's not a tube. <laughs> it's actually a little glass bottle with a dropper. Ooh. And I really, really like this sunscreen for my face but then hearing you mention the super group i figured i'll do my own experiment and give it a try then i bought i'm trying again a product that broke on me Ooh. i bought a small cowdily grape water spray like a mister for your face mm-hmm. in the last sale and the pressure like the little thing that you push mm. stopped working for me and the <gasps> bottle was not empty and i was very oh, annoyed no. but i really liked the product so I'm going to try it again. Mm-hmm. Then I stocked up on my like product, my ba- my baby, mm-hmm. which is the Caudalie Beauty Elixir. Mm-hmm. And I buy the mini bottles because mm-hmm. I use it on planes. Mm-hmm. It is my favorite thing ever to travel with. It's the best. It's the best. And I will tell you something very exciting is that I was watching, you know, last night at 10 o'clock, as one does, a Kourtney Kardashian natural makeup tutorial on youtube oh sure because i gotta know how court does her makeup when she's doing it Mm -hmm. also it was so much it was so much she contoured she still contoured wow this is a dedication she looked great but she spritzed that cowdly beauty elixir all over her face and i was like well Well, look look at at that that. yeah courtney you're one of us Mm -hmm. you know i have some extra i can give you oh i will take it all i spray it on my face i spray it on my kids it just it's not only does it feel nice to mist while you're traveling the smell is so refreshing i agree that it like just gives me a little something a little zhuzh (laughs) you know is that the word you were looking for kate a little zhuzh oh boy you walked right into i did i opened the door and there you were (laughs) zhuzhing away (laughs) your little sign says zhuzh so here is another thing i bought which i've never purchased before Kate Somerville's exfoliate. Oh, people love that. Yeah, it's kind of a legend mm-hmm. in the exfoliating world. Mm-hmm. And I bought a tiny bottle mm-hmm. just to just to give it a test run. I was looking at different exfoliants. Some I had tried, some I hadn't. There were a couple that I almost. There was a cowdily one that I almost got, and then I was like, you know what? Everybody says exfoliate. Yeah, and my name and is Kate. Who are Kate. you to? reject that no it's a perfect pun mm-hmm. so i grabbed that i also got the silk pillow with my points mm-hmm. because you did 
I'm a sheep. And then I also got a little that Hydra serum or from a drunk elephant with my points. Oh, Hydra something. I forget what I've never tried. Hydra gel. I can't cool. use it for the next 27 days because I'm in my Agustinus Botter journey. So those were my purchases. You know, it was kind of, I looked at makeup and then I was like, no, I don't. Yeah. You know, let's just go with some mist and yeah. some sunscreen, which is yeah. kind of like my two favorite things to do. Totally. Water my face down and then protect it from the rays of the sun. Yes. So there you have it. We'll report back. Oh, we sure will. Especially about that exfolicate. And the botter. Well, the botter, yes. I yeah. mean, I am, this is going to be a running theme for the next 27 days. 27 days of Forever 35. Takes us right into the fall yeah. with yeah, my yeah. creamy skin. And you're going out of town this weekend. I am, Dory. This will come up in my attention. I'm going to Denver, Colorado mm-hmm. to see my favorite band, Fish. Mm. And, you know, the elevation's high. The air is dry. Got to bring my cream. Yep. Yeah. So I'll be traveling with it for the first time ever. This is exciting. It's very exciting. If you also happen to be a Fish fan attending. Well, this will, you know what? You'll hear this after. Yeah. Maybe maybe someone will be there and they'll see you. I hope there's a Forever 35 listener at this fish show. Yeah, that will be just too. a combining of my two favorite worlds. Yeah. So, mm. Yeah, I'll be there. We'll talk more about that in my intention, which I can't wait for you to see. Oh, I can't wait. So let's take a quick break. And then when we come back, we have an interview with Dr. Joy Bradford of Therapy for Black Girls. And I really enjoyed this conversation. She was such an, a blast such a to talk to. Joy. Dory, wow, you are just... <laughs> Yep. Here, oh, here boy. we go. Okay. Be back soon. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events. There's weddings. There's nights out. It's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The Superpower Short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let me let me just tell you why. Yeah, get okay, into it. Hey, do you want to tell me why? <laughs> no, no, I was just going to say like I I I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires and just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, "Oh god, like get this off of me." <laughs> No, thank once you. Once you once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it like, could be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. 
now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from quince. Ooh, Mm -hmm. okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking, I'm going to toot my own horn, effortlessly chic, whether it's winter or or summer. They've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic intelligent people on this podcast. But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year, I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the US and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college. So, This is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm hearing those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be 
redefining feminism with Gloria Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Our guest today is Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, who is the host of the very popular podcast, Therapy for Black Girls. Dr. Joy, we are so glad to have you on Forever 35 today. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Let me give your bio a little read here so that our listeners can get to know you as well. Dr. Joy is a licensed psychologist, speaker, and the host of the wildly popular mental health podcast, Therapy for Black Girls. She received her bachelor's degree in psychology from Xavier University of Louisiana, her master's degree in vocational rehabilitation counseling from Arkansas State, and her PhD in counseling psychology from the University of Georgia. Her work focuses on making mental health topics more relevant and accessible for black women, and she specializes in creating spaces for black women to have fuller and healthier relationships with themselves and others. And she has been featured in O, The Oprah Magazine, Bustle, Huffington Post, Black Enterprise, and Women's Health, among others. And Dr. Joy lives in Atlanta with her husband and her two sons, and we are so glad you're on Forever 35 today. Me too. Very excited to chat with you. We can't wait to talk all about your self-care practices, podcasting, but I guess we want to kind of first start with therapy. What made you want to become a therapist, and what is your own history with therapy? Yeah, so I often talk about, um, you know, my mother would call it being nosy, but I call it being very curious about human behavior. Um, You know, so I have always kind of been just really interested in why we make the kinds of decisions and choices that we make as humans. Um, And so I took a psychology class in high school and fell in love with it immediately and knew that it was my thing. Um, But I did not have any experience with like therapy or mental health as a young person. So it wasn't really until I took psychology and begin to understand um, what that was that I knew I wanted to pursue it. But it wasn't something that was talked about like in my household. I didn't know anybody in therapy. I don't even know if there were any therapists really in like my community. I'm from a very small town. Um, and so my real introduction to like mental health and therapy wasn't until I took that, that uh, class in high school. And what was your family's reaction when you decided to become a therapist? Well, they just were like, how long are you going to have to be in school for this? So that was probably the immediate reaction. Um, but but also kind of understanding, um, you know, that I really wanted to help people who were in distress or to kind of make, you know, different kinds of decisions in their lives. And so I didn't really get any pushback from it, um, though it has kind of come in helpful to, you know, now kind of being on the other side, recognizing, you know, mental health kinds of concerns that did exist in my family that I didn't even know about. Um, so it has come in handy to be able to deal with some of those situations as well. And 
you know, I know a lot of what you focus on, as, as we said in your bio, is kind of um, creating these spaces for black women to have fuller and healthier relationships with themselves and others. And I'm wondering, why do you think black women especially need to hear the message that it's okay to seek therapy? Well, I think like we talked about, um, you know, just a second ago, like it wasn't something that was really talked about in my house. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of other black women and black people in general, it's really just not something that's talked about. I mean, I think we're changing that now. Um, But, you know, for my generation and older generations, it really just wasn't something that was talked about. And so I think it's really important for people to understand what's going on with them and what may be going on with other people in their families and in their communities. And I also think black women um, typically do a lot of work in terms of taking care of other people. Mm. Um, So we are kind of the cornerstone of the church and we're the one who's reliable in the family and all of these things. And so we do a really good job of taking care of other people, but don't always pay attention to what kind of care we need to take care of for ourselves. That's a great, that's a great point. And I'm, I'm curious, how do you, is it possible to encourage people to seek therapy? Oftentimes we get, we either have conversations with friends or we get listeners who reach out and are like, I know this person needs to be in therapy, needs to be in therapy, or I wish they would seek therapy, but it's kind of the thing that one has to come to on their own. So I'm wondering how, as a, a friend or a caregiver, how you think people can provide support for someone who may be hesitant to seek therapy or maybe kind of open to it or curious about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is where I think podcasting has really done an amazing job because I think, um, you know, there are so many mental health podcasts now that kind of give you a glimpse of like what work talking with a therapist might be like. So I think even introducing people to different kind of podcast episodes maybe related to what they're struggling with may give them a good introduction. Um, I think also if you can do some of the research ahead of time for people, that really kind of cuts down on the stress of like just finding a therapist and how do I even know who this person is and what am I talking with them about? So I think the only thing that you can really do is to do as much as you can in terms of offering resources and maybe even offer to go with them to their first appointment. But unfortunately, we can't, of course, make anybody do anything that they don't want to do. That's what I did with my husband. You did? Well, I didn't go with him to his first appointment, but I knew he, he was interested in therapy, but the logistics of it, I could tell, seemed very overwhelming to him. So I found a therapist that took his insurance That was like a block from our house. And I was like, here you go. And he was like, oh, okay. And he's gone to him for three years. Yeah. Especially, you know, when when people are in distress, things like that can be very overwhelming. You know, like just the idea of figuring out the logistics and insurance and all of that. So the more legwork that you can do as a support person, it really does increase the chances that they may go. You have great resources on your website. Uh, for how to help people find a therapist when you have a whole directory of therapists. I'm wondering, can you kind of walk us through very practical steps for people to take to find a therapist? Because often that feels like the most daunting thing. And I know, you know, it's as easy as Googling, but it's also as hard as Googling, (laughs) if that makes sense. Exactly. I mean, because, you know, Google gives us all of the results, right? So it it can be really difficult to kind of work through um, what do all of those letters mean behind our names? Like, who do I need to see? Do I need medication? You know, so it it can be a very daunting process. Um, So I think you want to start with thinking about 
what kinds of concerns are you wanting to talk with a therapist about? Um, so generally, we are kind of trained as generalists as therapists, but we do continue to get um, different kinds of specializations and certifications and different kinds of things. So I think it's first important to find a therapist who has um, expertise and specializes in the thing that you're wanting to talk with a therapist about. Then I think you want to consider finances. So are you wanting to use insurance? How much can you afford to pay out of pocket? Um, what kinds of are you going to use your employees EAP program? So there are lots of different ways that you can pay for therapy. And so I think that that is also something that you do want to consider because some therapists are a part of some insurance network. Some are not a part of any, um, you know, so there are lots of different things to consider just in terms of the finances of therapy. And then, as you talked about, Dory, um, thinking about location. Um, so, you know, typically your sessions are 45 minutes to an hour. You typically meet with the therapist once a week or so. Um, and so thinking about logistically, like, how can you get there? If it's going to be in the middle of your work day, are you going to go after work? Are you going to need to find somebody on the weekends? Are you open to virtual sessions? Um, so there are a lot of different kinds of things that you would want to consider. And it is a really good idea. Um, you know, like you mentioned, I have the directory on the website to kind of just look through different profiles of people to see who really speaks to you. Does it sound like they can help you with your concerns? Do they have do they have hours that are convenient to you? Do they accept your insurance plan? So I think thinking about some of those things on the front end can really help you to narrow down your search. And I feel like we get this question a lot, which is, how do I know if a therapist is right for me? You know, people who have maybe met with a therapist one, two, maybe three times, and they Maybe they've never been to therapy before, so they don't know what to expect, um, and they can't tell if the therapist is right for them. Do you have any advice on that front? Yeah, that is really important. I often tell people, you know, when you go to like a primary care doctor, um, we don't typically go to them that often, right? And so it's like, okay, if their bedside manner is a little off, eh, it's okay. I got the medicine I needed and, you know, I can move on. Um, but it really is important for you to feel like you have a good relationship with your therapist because that is kind of the centerpiece where all of the work comes from. So you want to feel like you have a good alliance with this person. You want to feel like you actually like the person, that they actually like you, that, you know, you feel comfortable talking about whatever you're struggling with with this person. So it can take a couple of sessions. And I know people feel very frustrated about that sometimes um, because you sometimes do have to do some therapist shopping because it's like trying on different pairs of shoes, right? You may wear an eight and a half, but a different designer, it's a different cut. And so you may have to try on a, a couple of different pairs of shoes to find the ones that are right for you. And that's the same thing with a therapist. So I do think you want to try to give it three to six sessions just to kind of see if you're comfortable, um, you know, so you can kind of build on other things if you feel comfortable in the space. But if you go to the, to the sessions, you know, three or four times and you're like, I just don't feel like I can really open up to this person. I don't really feel like they get me. Then it may be time to look for someone else who may be a better fit. Do, do you ever tell a potential patient that you don't think you can help them? Yes, absolutely. And that, that's something I'm glad you brought that up because typically what we will do as therapists is do a 10 to 50 minute free consultation with potential clients. And so that's your opportunity to ask any questions that you have for you to tell us a little bit more about why you're coming into therapy and, you know, just kind of get some general background information that maybe wasn't provided on our website. And so as a part of that, we as therapists are also listening to hear, um, do we really feel like we are the best person that can help you? 
you. And we're also using those first couple of sessions as an assessment to see if we really feel like this is going to be a good match for you. So just as much as you are trying to see if we are a good fit for you, we're also wanting to make sure that we think we're going to be the best match for you so that you do get the results that you're looking for out of your therapy sessions. So therapists know, I realize I sound like I'm talking about dating, but they know that we might be seeing <laughs> a few therapists at once and, and are okay with that. I mean, I, for some reason, I always feel very like nervous to admit that to therapists, uh-huh. but I'm also yeah. a people pleaser. So <laughs> yeah, so we do typically know, especially in the beginning. And most of us will ask about that in your assessment. Um, you know, like, have you seen someone else before? What was your experience like? You know, because again, we, it it's a part of our job that we know that we are not going to be the best fit for anybody, for everybody. And so there are no hard feelings if you decide somebody else is a better fit or somebody has a different um, expertise set that is a better match for you. So no, we are not offended or put off by um, you kind of seeing a couple of different therapists. Now, you do want to be careful, um, especially if you're using insurance, because sometimes um, you can't see multiple people using the same kind of diagnostic code at the same time or else insurance won't pay for it. Um, so you you may want to kind of think through that and maybe talk with your insurance about that before you kind of see like three different therapists in a week, because then you could end up with a bill that you didn't expect. Nobody wants that. No, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, and do you have any tips to suggest to people who might be wanting to end a relationship with their therapist? This is something I'm asking because I have personally struggled with how to do this in a way that feels professional, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, yeah. So again, we do know that at some point it's very likely our time with you will end. Um, You know, so if you're feeling like, okay, I've done all the work I feel like I can do with this person, or if you feel like I found someone else that may be a better fit, if there is no like tension or, you know, the therapist has not been awful to you or something, you know, just kind of out of the pocket has happened, I think it's a good idea to have a conversation with your therapist about the fact that you're wanting to move on. Um, You know, so I, I personally think that good buys are really important and we don't often have a lot of spaces in our lives where we are practicing healthy goodbyes and so I think ending your relationship with your therapist is one of those opportunities to have a goodbye and to realize you know you can say goodbye to somebody and it doesn't have any hard feelings or it doesn't mean that the world ends it just means that you've made a decision that this ends now and you're moving on to something else so I think if you can to have a a terminating conversation with the person and letting them know that you're moving on would be a really good idea. Speaking of endings, healthy goodbyes, health and healthy goodbyes. We get, we do get a lot of questions about friendship breakups. Oh, and I'm wondering, how do you know when it's time to move on from a toxic friend? And if you are a friend who has been broken up with, how can you come? Like, how is it possible for people to kind of come to terms with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we spend a lot of time talking about this kind of thing in the Therapy for Black Girls community. As a matter of fact, the entire month of July was dedicated to a summer of sisterhood, talking about like the relationships that we have with other women. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, you know, I think people sometimes don't take friendships as seriously as they are. Um, So most times if we are like in a romantic relationship and we're wanting to end it, we will typically have a conversation like, hey, this is working for me or whatever. Um, But for some reason we don't always do those same kinds of things with friendships. Um, And I think that kind of speaks to like we don't really understand like the value and how um, important and sacred friendships are in our lives. And so I think one of the ways, and I always use this as kind of like a litmus test in terms of a friendship, 
is when you see this person's name pop up in your text message or in your email inbox, what is your first reaction? Is it like, oh, let me see what she's talking about? Or is it, oh, here she is again? Kind of thing. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right? Because I think sometimes we will feel something um, kind of internally before we even have language to put to it. And so I think checking in with yourself just about the reaction you have when you see this person's name pop up is a good sign for you that something may be going on with the friendship. Your episode, I think it's a, a pretty recent episode too about making friends in adulthood, I thought uh-huh. was so such a crucial conversation because you, I think you make the point that it's something we assume is just going to happen organically and we actually do have to put effort and work into connecting with people and figuring out who we want to associate with and, and who we want to be with. And I just thought it was really, I don't know, I, I learned so much from it. Yeah, yeah. I think because, you know, when we are younger, we kind of make friends just because of who we're close to, right? Like in high school or in college or wherever. And then when you don't have those kinds of spaces, then you do have to be much more intentional about who you're spending time with. It's hard to make friends as an adult. Yeah. And everyone has, you know, commitments and responsibilities. And it's just, it's not a priority, but then you find that you miss, you miss the friendships. Right. All of a sudden you you wake up and you're like, I don't. Yeah. I've been doing this alone. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right, right. You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad. They're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I know. visible on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, OneSkin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their Mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here Mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. And please support our show and tell them we sent you. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Could we talk a little bit about mental wellness, which is something you focus on? Um, You have a great quote that I believe is from an interview that you did, and I just want to read it for our audience. Uh, This is on your website. It says, a lot of times when we talk about mental illness or mental health, I think there's a lot missing from the conversation. I don't think we always do a great job focusing on mental wellness and realizing that we all have mental health we have to take care of. It doesn't always have to be about mental illness. And I think that's really important to recognize that every single one of us has mental wellness that needs to be addressed and mental health that needs to be addressed. Um, How do you think people can kind of go about practicing self-care when it comes to their mental health? Mm -hmm. Yeah, lots of different ways, you know, and I think when we think about like physical health, right, like most of us are in the mindset of, okay, I need to get some physical activity, I need to pay attention to what I'm eating, that kind of thing. And those are the kinds of ways where you really optimize your physical health. But we don't always have the same framework for mental health. And so I think some of the things that you can pay attention to um, are your sleeping habits. Um, So paying attention to kind of being up all night and then getting up early in the morning and not getting enough restful hours of sleep is really important. And of course, we're seeing all of the research that's coming out about, you know, our phones being really close to us at night, right, in the blue light and how that impacts our sleep. Um, So really paying attention to those kinds of things that really go into us having restful hours of sleep at night. Um, I also think it is really important to be paying attention to boundary setting. Um, so that's something, you know, in case you already kind of mentioned like this people pleasing thing. And I think as, as women, a lot of us have that, right? Like we just don't always do the best job of setting good boundaries. We kind of, you know, want to be pleasant to people. We want to be accommodating, but we don't always pay attention to how that comes at a cost to us. So really practicing some healthy boundary setting, I think is important for mental health. Also the physical activity. So there's lots of research that talks about um, the impact that that physical activity, even something as small as 30 minutes a day has a real impact on our mood and can, you know, uh, release all those endorphins and stuff that can improve our mood. So those are some of the things that I think when you're thinking about mental health are the things that you want to be paying attention to. Boundary setting feels very hard and daunting. And it, it also seems like a, lear- a thing we must learn how to do. It's not a yeah. skill that's just innate for many of us. Mm-hmm. Do you have kind of steps that either you've taken yourself or that you advise people to take to begin setting really healthy boundaries with people in their lives? Yeah, so I think kind of similar to what we talked about with the with the friendship litmus test, um, I think paying attention to like what those relationships are in your life and how you feel around certain people, because I think when you notice that your energy is low, um, maybe there's some resentment developing, then that is a sign that you are not, maybe you don't have the best boundaries set in these relationships. So looking at places where um, maybe you have not either 
stated what your boundaries are or whether you need to do a better job of letting other people know what your boundaries are. But you may even need to back up and figure out like, okay, what are my boundaries? Like, do I even have any? Like, where do I feel the need to set these things up? So, you know, for somebody who recognizes that they are a people pleaser, maybe your first step is around um, saying no more and very small no. So sometimes people who are people pleasers will, will have trouble doing even things like returning a, an entree in a restaurant if it was wrong or bringing back an item that doesn't fit to a store. So they would just rather keep it as opposed to having to deal with the conversation with the um, person at the register of returning it. So looking at very small ways that you can kind of take steps that don't always feel very comfortable for you so that you then begin practicing like, okay, I can do these uncomfortable things and the world doesn't fall apart and kind of gradually building on that. Dr. Joy, I wish you could see Kate's face right now. (laughs) I'm almost in tears because you're describing me in such a, I mean, and I know you're just, you're describing many people who feel this way, but whoo, they're returning an entree. I can't even, I can't, I I still can't, I can't, can't do it. I'm a 40 year old per grown person and it's still very hard for me. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. It doesn't fall apart. The world does not fall apart. Right. Right. And it doesn't have to mean that you're bad or that the person was bad who took your order. It could just have been a misunderstanding, you know, but it is OK for you to say this is what I want and I'm paying for it. And so you can be polite in asking for it to be returned, but still make sure that you get your needs met. So let's talk about your podcast. Yes. Um, how did you how did this start? How did you come up with the idea um, for those listeners who might not be familiar with it? Can you kind of give them an overview Um, Mm -hmm. of what it's about. Yeah, so actually, so Therapy for Black Girls started as a blog. Um, So I started blogging in 2014, but I wasn't very regular with it. I would just kind of, you know, update the blog whenever I kind of felt like it. Um, But then when I was on maternity leave, or not maternity leave, when I went back to work after I had my first little one, um, I had an hour commute both ways. And so I started listening to a bunch of podcasts and just really fell in love with the medium, just really interesting conversations that I think you couldn't really find other places. And so I thought, oh, wouldn't this be a cool thing to add to therapy for black girls? Like, I really feel like I can make the content come alive in a different way that doesn't really happen on the blog. But you've also created such an incredible community, both with the podcast and it carries over onto Instagram and on your website. What has been kind of the the reception and what is the community like that you've you've really created there? Yeah, so I really feel like the community is at the heart of everything that we do at Therapy for Black Girls um, because the community really drives all of it. So I am in constant conversation with the community about what kinds of things they want to hear. I'm paying attention to what kinds of questions they're asking in our Facebook group and on Instagram. And so it drives what kind of content we make. Um, It drives what kind of guests will come on the podcast to share different kinds of information. And so the reception has been really great. I think because I am giving the community what they're asking for, what they are searching for, the kinds of questions they're wanting to get more information about. So I really feel like it has been a really reciprocal kind of process and really um, value the community that surrounds the podcast and the directory and everything else. What are some of your own personal self-care practices? And and as a therapist, what do you think about self-care uh, and its, its value uh, on an individual level? 
Yeah, I think especially as therapists is really important. Um, you know, so in addition to the podcast, I also still have a small private practice. Um, and so when you're thinking about holding space and creating space for other people, you have to make sure that you're doing your own work to be able to kind of continue to show up for your clients. Um, so it really is important to me to make sure that I'm doing the kinds of things that are restorative to me so that I can continue to show up for other people. Um, so I have my own therapist, which is really important. And I really think um, a a lot of us, even in like grad school, people have talked to us about how important it is to know what that experience is like and to understand the vulnerability that is involved with somebody coming to your office. And the only way you can really do that is by having your own therapist. So my therapist is an incredibly important part of my self-care routine. Um, I try to do a good job of getting to bed on time. I'm not always perfect at that, um, but I try to get, you know, enough restful hours of sleep so that I feel rejuvenated in the morning. Um, on days when I feel really stretched, I hula hoop. Um, so that was something that was really important to me in grad school when I was like trying to do that final push to do the dissertation. I just would pull out my hula hoop and hula hoop in the middle of the uh, living room floor. So I still do that from time to time. Um, getting outside and doing things with my little people at the park, you know, so we expect not right now because it's super hot in Georgia. But when it cools down, then we try to get outside as much as possible um, to, you know, really kind of make sure that we're spending time with nature as well. Wait a second. We have to get back to this hula hooping thing. <laughs> uh, this, you're the first person to mention hula hooping on the podcast. <laughs> we have a first. It's Yay! so cool. And how, is that something you grew up loving to do? Is it something one day you picked up as an adult and you're like, I remember hula hoop. How, what is what is your hula hooping journey? Absolutely. So this is something that I have done since I was very small. So I am from a very big family. I probably have 30 first cousins. And we would spend a lot of time at my grandmother's house playing in the backyard. And a lot of that would be hula hooping. And now there are some new fancy hula hoops that have like water and all kinds of stuff. But I'm talking about the old school ones with the ball barrel in so that you can hear the noise. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so it has really just been something that I have enjoyed since childhood that I think continues to sustain me. How long is a hula hooping session? It can be very short. Of course, I'm not as good as I was when I was younger. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> yeah, but you know, sometimes like five to ten minutes, just enough to kind of, you know, wake myself up and kind of get my body moving. Hula hooping, I would say, is a challenging cardiovascular activity because yeah. I do it with my kids and I can barely last like three rotations of the hoop. So <laughs> five or ten minutes, that's yeah, like that's a jumping rope five or ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily continuous, like starting and stopping. But what a fun, uh, you know, we, we've talked a lot with listeners about like things they did in their childhood that they're revisiting. Plus it's physical. Like what a fun, cool self-care practice that incorporates, I don't know, so many meaningful things. Yeah. And I, I often tell clients that too. And just kind of as a part of the community, I do really think it's important for us to always be playing, right? Like, so some of those things that we enjoyed as children, how can you reintroduce that to your life now and kind of reconnect to that childhood playful part of you that a lot of us kind of abandon once, you know, work comes in and responsibilities and all of those things. Boy, this has been such a treat to get to talk to you. Thank you. We're so thrilled you're on the podcast. And thank you so much for taking the time, Dr. Joy. Can we give our listeners or rather, can you please give our listeners a rundown of all the places they can find you, listen to you, chat with you, connect with you? 
Yeah, absolutely. So the website is therapyforblackgirls.com. And like you mentioned, the podcast is housed there. Um, We also have a therapist directory of over 1,500 therapists who love doing great clinical work with Black women and girls. Um, You can find our blog post there. Um, We're at Therapy for Black Girls across social media except for Twitter. Um, So on Twitter, we are therapy for the number four B-girls. And then you can connect with me personally at hellodrjoy.com. And then my social media handle is hellodrjoy.com. Dr. Joy across all social media platforms. And what is the hashtag that you use for conversations on social media? I can't remember it off the top of my head. I'm sorry. Um, so for the podcast, we use TBG in session. That's it. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Well, Dr. Joy, thank you again so, so much. Yeah, this was such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Take care. So... You really uh, talked up your intention for this week, Kate. Oh, did I? Yeah, you did. And are you excited now I, that you've laid eyes on it on the I page? I am. Do you want to? Uh, no, yeah. I think you should. Oh, you think I should? Yeah, I okay, think great. You should. Dory, my intention for this week is to dance like no one's watching. That's beautiful. <laughs> because one, I'm going to see Fish. Yep. My number one favorite band. Yep. And I dance my heart out at uh, Fish shows. Yes. Again, if you see me there, don't be shocked. <laughs> There's a lot of movement. But then also, you know, I had fun like playing music and just dancing by myself out here in my... Dancing gr- on your own? Yes, I was. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Robin. I was dancing on my own here in my garage office where we are currently recording this podcast. Uh-huh. And it was just a really nice release per past guest Elizabeth Gilbert's yes. suggestion. So I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really dance next week. Mm. I'm going to dance at Fish, but then I would love to find one more time to dance just as like a self-care practice. Nice. Like no one's watching. Nice. Um, wait, how did last week's intention go? It's been fun. I've just been like, you know, poking around with different ways of moving my body. Because you were going to do intuitive exercises. I'm, I'm, I'm playing around with it. Okay. I still, you know, this kind of stuff is hard because you, I have the intention, but it's also hard for me to release years of of, of thinking yes. and layers and layers of you know i don't want to say brainwashing but it's kind of what it is yeah so um i have been just playing around with different physical exercise seeing what feels good especially considering like my my aches and pains and the spots where i'm tight i've been foam rolling a little bit more which has been really nice i've been doing my own kind of yoga stretching i took another lek fit class mm-hmm. i liked it again I ran into a friend, like a, a, a woman that I hadn't seen in like three years, a mutual f- friend of a friend. That was, oh, wow. Yeah, it was kind of like, oh, this is, I don't know, felt yeah, nice. Good. Uh, again, I can't do a single move on the trampoline. This is a trampoline class. Don't watch me there because, boy, it is awkward. But it's fun <laughs> and nobody cares. Fine. No, It's a, actually a pretty judgment-free space, That's which awesome. was really nice. So, so there I am. How about you? Have you been cooking this week i know your intention I have, was yeah, to i have been cooking more um i signed up i, I signed up again for hello fresh oh which you are a huge fan which of. i'm a fan of like legitimately legitimately a fan of uh this is hashtag not an ad um because they have vegetarian meals mm-hmm. so i made a couple of their vegetarian meals this week which is good got some lunches and dinners out of those i love getting to having that double totally. meal situation with one of those meal boxes. And then, you know, I'm trying also like, even when I haven't gone grocery shopping 
to be like, okay, what is in my fridge? Even if it's just like making eggs. Shopping your kitchen. Yeah, shopping my kitchen. Or your pantry. Shopping my fridge. um, And trying, you know, also trying to like reduce food waste. And yeah, so, you know, I feel like I've been doing all right. You know who's very good at doing that and shares it on Instagram? Who? Jasmine Guillory. Oh, yeah, she is. She's always making like really yummy concoct- totally. food concoctions yes. for dinner and sharing them. And a lot of times she's just working with what she has in her kitchen and it yeah. always looks amazing. Yeah. Very aspirational. Totally aspirational. So, you know, I think I still have a ways to go, but I, I feel like I'm on a good path. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. What is on the sketch for this week. Well, Kate, I too am traveling this weekend, this Labor Day weekend. Where are you headed, Dory? I'm going to beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. Maybe you'll see Forever 35 listeners there. It is quite possible. That would be cool. We are taking Henry. That he loves to gamble. He loves to gamble. Henry has been sick this week. Oh, poor baby. He's had a cold and we actually went to, he had his four-month checkup today anyway. And we were like, this cold, like we've been kind of watching. He hasn't had a fever. They had said, if he gets a fever, you should bring him in, you know, separate from his appointment. And she was like, yeah, you know, he's this, you're kind of in the worst of it now. Um, but I was supposed to be going to like a baby get together tomorrow. And she was like, don't go. Like he's still contagious. And I was like, can we go to Vegas? And she's like, yeah, that's fine. Like he just shouldn't be around like other babies, right? other adults. Other adults, who cares? Okay. Um, Buffets. Yeah, exactly. In it. So, yeah. So this is the first time we've traveled with him. We're driving. Okay. Um, uh, you know, this this is a real, this is going to be real interesting. It's a new journey. It's a new, literally, literally. a new journey. Um, yeah, I have no idea how he's going to do. We made a list of what we need to pack. Matt wants to bring like everything he owns. And I'm like... This seems insane. Like everything Matt owns or everything? No, no, Henry everything owns. Henry owns. Henry owns. Like we'll br- we should bring his play mat. We should bring his bathtub. We should bring like everything. And I'm like, uh um so we'll see. We'll see what happens. I can't wait to hear yeah. about how it goes. So anyway, that is my intention is to just kind of try and be just like roll with it this weekend. That's been an intention for you before. Yes. And I, I like, especially travel related. Yes. Mm -hmm. I really like that you see that in yourself, like see where it could go. I see the potential for like real neuroticism. Yeah. And I'm like, let's just dial it back. Just try to enjoy it. We're going to go as a family. Yeah. You're meeting friends there. We're meeting friends there. Um, I'm getting actually to go to REI after this and pick up an infant life jacket for Henry for the pool. Dory. Great. I would expect nothing less from you. That's my master of, <laughs> yeah, master of safe sleep. Master of safe pools. Safe pool. Um, but yeah, he's never been in a pool before. He is ready. So I have a full body bathing suit for him. Those are my favorite baby bathing suits. When I, it's like, like toe to head. Yes, that I got on Poshmark. Oh, look at you. Another fave. Um, so yeah, I'm ready. I'm excited. Well, we will regroup next week to oh, discuss sure our will. discuss therapy, discuss our vacations, discuss infant life jackets. We'll talk about it all. We discuss will. my skin. Your skin. What if you? I don't even recognize me when I walk into our recording I mean, next week. Next week. Could Who knows? Happen. Anything could happen. Okay. Well, I think that brings us to the end. If you're going to fish or Las Vegas, or if you're if you see us there, I hope you say something. 
please do. Please approach us. With, yes. Oh, we love meeting listeners of the pod IRL. We also love hearing from you on our voicemail, 781-591-0390 and via email at forever35podcast at gmail.com. And you can join our Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash forever35podcast. And the password there is serums. And if you like the show, we love your reviews on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate them. You can tell a friend. You can mention us on social media. We have so much gratitude for all of that stuff. We really do. And a reminder that all the products we mention are always on our website, forever35podcast.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at forever35podcast and on Twitter at forever35pod. And Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Dory Shafrir and Kate Spencer and produced and edited by Sammy Junio. And Lane Hammer is our assistant. Bye. Bye. Bye.